M A L E B A G T E S T I L E S. No, just mailbag. Okay, not testicles. <laughs> no, no. Why do you got to go to the testicles? I don't know, man. All right. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Hey, this is Eric from the Acme Army podcast from northern Wisconsin. We're hanging out with the Packers Without Borders boys, Matt and Bruce. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your co-host, Matt Larson, up here in frozen Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas, the warm and the hot El Paso. Bruce Edmonds, how you doing, Bruce? I feel like a period. What? But I'm late. Oh, <laughs> terrible, terrible joke. That was terrible horrible. We got a bunch of terrible jokes. In my head. That's the pop got, into my head. Oh my pop God. Pop that back out. Yeah. Put <laughs> that, that right back, back in my head. Yeah, Jesus terrible. Christ. Terrible. Uh, We're doing the Thursday edition. We had uh, a couple of issues yesterday. Got them all sorted out. Back on track with the Thursday edition. We have... A handful of stuff we need to get through today. Uh, we had the uh, Bears and Packers. What do you want to start with? What do you want to do? You know what? Let's talk a little bit. Of, let's do our thoughts on the Bears game. Um, we can start with the Rogers comment because that took over oh. the airwaves. It was phenomenal. That is all time for me. Greatest quotes, quotes from him. Number two is probably relax. And then number three would be we're running the table because we did. So those are my top three comments for him. But this was iconic, dude. Um, it was phenomenal. I was a little, I was a little taken back. I mean, I'll be honest. It, it's kind of out of character for uh, Aaron to do something like that. And at first, I, when I first heard it live, I was like, is he yelling, I love you? I still love you? And then I paused it and I rewind it and I rewound it. And it was like, uh, nope. Uh, he's saying, I own you, I own you, and I still own you. And you know what? Good for Aaron. Good for Aaron. Put put another chip on your shoulder, Aaron. Put another chip on your shoulder, because when you're pissed off, you play way better. Yeah. It's it's nice to see some emo- – he always has emotion, right? Like, he, he's yeah. pretty calculated with everything he does. But he admitted to the fact he kind of blacked out, right? He said, yeah. yeah, I just kind of blacked out. I saw a lady flipping me the bird. And apparently there was a lot of people in the stands flipping him the bird. And he's 22 and five. He owns them. That's it. There, there's, there's whatever it is that he can do. He has swept the series against them. You know, we were talking about this. We have swept the series against them in the last 
decade, I think now, right? Because it's the last 20 years. So last decade, it's we swept the series times. Um, it's just we've won the series 17 out of – it's just – it's total domination. I, I You know, we can get into the stats, but he absolutely dominates the Bears. And we had talked about this before the game where there was a little bit of concern about their defensive line versus our makeshift offensive line. And that's really what I wanted to look at and see how we were going to do. And besides being a rookie quarterback and Justin Fields getting into his groove, whatever that's going to be, um, I'm just, I'm amazed at how well we're playing with the type of injuries that we have right now. Um, three of our starters on the offensive line are out, right, and hurt. Eldon Jenkins barely came back and had struggled a little bit there, even though the sack that he gave up was really – Rogers fading oh. to his left and falling into the sack. So it wasn't really on Elton Jenkins that that happened with that sack, but you know, we're going to highlight Yash um, playing this game. But I think just in general, how good of a job has our GM been over the last few years in going out and getting these players that have contributed to the team and where we are now. There's no way we'd be oh. five and one without all these secondary pieces stepping up the way they have, including on the offensive line, man. Phenomenal. I mean, the offensive line is, is top notch from uh, start to finish. It looks like it looks like anybody's plug and play. I would have never in a hundred years thought that uh, Nyman was going to be the guy that starts at left tackle. I had nope. uh, Turner coming over. I had Jay. I mean, we've used every possible combination other than the word Nyman. And yeah. Nyman went in there, and I thought to myself, I'll be honest, I thought, ah, this might be a bad move. And this kid, he played really well. I, I really liked him. Now, I prefer my Bakhtiari. I prefer my Turner, my Jenkins. And then I guess it would be uh, Myers and uh, uh, Newhouse would yep. be our uh, final uh, offensive line. Newman. And, Newman, Newman, sorry. And uh, the left, uh, the left side would be great. I mean, think about it. Left tackle, Bakhtiari, left guard, Jenkins. I mean, goodness gracious. You know, we're going to start opening up some serious holes for the run game. Oh, that is what I was going to say. On top of the fact that Aaron Rodgers over the last couple of games has started doing what we asked him to do and not hold on to the ball, not play ball as much, right? Like what he did that first week was very apparent. When you have a makeshift offensive line, you have to run the ball, which we are doing a lot more. We're doing it with more purpose, right? There, there's The run is setting up plays down the road or they're just banging it down their throat. But the fact that Rodgers is getting that ball out in less than 2.5 seconds again is helping quite a bit where he's hitting that first read and he's not holding on to it as much. The plays that he missed were long balls, right? He overthrew Adams um, on that one play. And it's, it's one of those things where he's still trying to go down the field and that's where we miss MVS, but he is hitting, you know, Mercedes Lewis had a phenomenal game and he's stepping up. Tanyan is not being the guy that, that we were expecting him to be, whether it's coverage Tanya, drifting over. Yeah. He's getting, he's drawing the coverage. Tanyan's right. drawing the coverage. He's now like last year, it was like, Oh, it was a bit of a fluke. He caught three in one game. It was a bit of a, this, a bit of a, that. And so teams weren't really taking him seriously. And now when they sit down, they're like, he is the number two target in the red zone after Devante. So he draws the number two coverage. Right. And, and he's, he's having trouble and rightfully he should, but this should open the door for Lazard, for Cobb, 
for Rogers, for MVS, for everyone else, because the number two guy, right? Yeah. Now, and- I, I do want to talk about the officiating oh, in the God. NFL. Oh, my God. I do not understand how, and there was calls both ways. I mean, I was going to say it goes both ways. It goes both ways. We benefited from a call. Kenny Clark was offside. It was clearly offside. That should have been offside. It it, it worked out that we got an interception. But at the same time, when you go back to the the St. Brown touchdown, that was not OPI. If that was anything, that was a bit of DPI because it was about seven yards when he hit him as uh, as St. Brown was coming out of his uh, his route. He made his cut and he got chucked right there. If anything, that's DPI. The worst part is, is you've got one official, the backline judge, who's got the best view, but he's staring at the feet at the ground. Then you've got the sideline judge who had the second best view. And okay, so the back the back judge official saying it's incomplete. The sideline judge is saying, that's a touchdown. And the guy that gets to make the decision is 25 yards downfield in a completely different angle. And he says, that was OPI, offensive pass interference. I, I don't get that. We, that needs to be altered rather quickly. I understand the back judge, right? But how can we have three people staring at the same play and we get an incomplete, we get a touchdown, and we get an OPI? This is like the Seattle Seahawks fail Mary game all over again. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. We got Justin Fields standing on uh, standing there calling timeout, clearly calling timeout. I I saw it the first time he did it. You didn't have to slow it down to me. He looks at the guy, he goes like this, timeout. The ref shakes his head. They, like two seconds later, they go delay a game. He's like, I'm calling timeout. Yeah, they, they do have a gripe. The Bears do have a gripe. But it's what you've talked about where they have certain penalties that they give up early to one team, whether it's a blown call and they try to make it up to the other team. And it makes no sense. Just call the game the way it is. If it's against us, it's against us. Don't give people, let the players dictate the game. And it seems like this year, the refs have been dictating and it's not just our game. You know, I watch a lot of NFL, obviously on Sundays, I enjoy football and it's across the board. The officiating has been very shitty across the board this year. And they talked about how they were repositioning the refs in different places. And a lot of what I think they need to do is on these penalties, when you look up at the Jumbotron and you see something, there has to be, even if it's the challenge flag, right? And you can use it, use it to be able to review some sort of penalty. If they call something, you should be able to take time look at it and they have what's called that expedite, right? Where they can send it up to New York or wherever the hell the guy is in his cave that looks at these plays for all the NFL to review them in the moment. They should have an opportunity to throw a challenge flag on that OPI or whatever it is, right? And say, you know what? It's a wash. It's good. But give the players an opportunity or the teams an opportunity to fix these things. Because a lot of these, these, it dictates momentum it dictates the score in the game and it it seems like they've been coming at crucial moments i mean those trips on rogers the last two games one of them was a touchdown that we missed out on and it kept the game and a lot of it is when teams aren't playing at their best which the packers are not i mean we have a top 10 defense right now but the offense has still not shown up for me um and that's you know i talked when we talked about predictions Everybody's expecting a high scoring affair until I see 
that we can come out of the gate. That's the biggest difference that we've had from last year to this year's offense is opening drives for us for touchdowns every single time we had an opening drive last year in a game, we scored every single one. And we had touchdowns on all but two and we had field goals, right? And this, and that's, so that's the biggest difference I see right now that they need to figure out what's going on because they're scripted plays. So why aren't yeah, they working? These are, these are the plays that you spent all week learning off by heart, your first 10, 12, 15 plays. And they're not working at all. So yeah. what's the deal here, right? The other side of this equation is the run game and our lack of sticking to it. You know, we finally started in the second half of this Bears game, staying with the run. And you know what? We averaged 5.6 yards per carry. 5.6 oh, yeah. yards. What was it? 5.8 for Jones and 5.4 for Dilly. Yeah. Yep. Like just a ridiculous amount. And understand that. 3.4 is a win. 3.3 isn't a win because at three downs, you're still going to come up a little bit short of your first down marker. You need 3.4 and that's a win because it, 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 the whole idea is, is that, okay, if I get 3.4 yards per carry, then I can just hand it off three times in a row and that'll give me a first down every time, right? And that's perfect. Killing the clock, run the ball down, run it down there. Look at Tennessee. Tennessee does this better than anybody else right you get derrick yep. henry up uh, in the mouth until finally you're for micah hyde back there praying for your life as he comes running Dude, for you right 21 21 <laughs> 21.8 miles an hour as a do you human imagine being. that thing do you no. imagine that oh my god that would be like a ford fiesta coming down a sidewalk right like uh, oh my yep. god terrible you know, the positive thing with the running game though matt is that right before halftime and interestingly enough you know they were interviewing LaFleur Pam Oliver was talking to the coaches right before they went into halftime and he even though it's on national television said we're going to commit to the run we're going to run the ball a lot more coming out in the second half like he basically said it so LaFleur seems to be the type of coach that when he does not see his coordinators or whoever it is not doing what he's asking them to do he has a tendency to step in and say, this isn't working. And it was an adjustment that they made at halftime. And I'm sure, you know, he does the play calling, but I'm sure there's people in his ear saying, this is what's going to work. This is what's not going to work. Um, but I, I really think that it's going to be critical that we continue doing what we're doing, which is leaning on the run with these two backs. I mean, Aaron Jones, dude, that. He needs, he needs a dozen carries before he gets warmed up. Yeah, like just, and that's just like Henry, part, just like any other running yeah, back, right? I think that's the part that frustrates me the most is that we want Aaron Rodgers to be healthy, and I want him to be upright and not taking these sacks. And a way to do that is to run the ball. And if only we had a running back, but we seem to have two. Now, I know we're five and one, and what we're doing is winning, and I, I'm not unhappy about that, but I just. I'm just very nervous that we have 10, 11 more games to go. We've got the bulk of the season to go here and we're still watching 65, 70% pass with 30% run. Now, maybe this is Roger's last dance and he's like, listen, I'm going to go until I, I throw my arm completely out or something. You know what I mean? Okay. Well then so be it. Here we go. But with this offensive line all banged up the way it is, you would think maybe the coach would go, Hey, Maybe we need to at least 50-50 it. 
you know, and they're doing, yeah, and they're doing a lot of 12 personnel. Yeah. They're doing the 12 personnel 30% of the times, which means they're helping out the offensive line. I mean, Mercedes Lewis, who is the highest graded player on the team with an 80, you know, an 89.5 had an outstanding pass blocking grade for the run game and his pass protection was good. So a lot of what they're doing is that, you know, and then he had his two catches for 17 yards, which is phenomenal. Right. But I think they're starting to utilize what we saw last and again, with how important the running game is for this offense, you know, Aaron Jones obviously was great. Um, 84.7 grade. He was second on the list. Fifth on the list was AJ Dillon with 74.8. So they were all way above average in terms of how they scored as players. And then you're looking at obviously Aaron Rodgers, who was very efficient, did not throw for 200 yards, but was extremely efficient with the ball and getting it out of his hands. And then Devontae Adams. So you're talking about your, your four workhorses on the team, right on offense that we have. And then Mercedes Lewis stepping up now that Tanyan, who should have been that, that breakout. Well, I guess he broke out last year. Right. But to continue on the track that he was doing, but Mercedes Lewis, on top of the fact that I just love seeing him get the ball. I love how he looks for contact. I mean, he looks for dudes and says, yep, I'm just going to run over you that way. Next time I catch it, you know, you kind of think about it, right? This, it's this is almost like uh, this is almost like money ball. You know, it was like, we need somebody that is the highest rated tight end blocker. Yeah. Right. They were like, we need this. Oh, you know what? We'll, we'll get this guy here. Now we need another guy. That's a high percentage of this. They, it's almost like they start to find these guys and they go just like the movie Moneyball. And they go, what do you mean? You want to put this guy at first base, right? Yep. What do you mean? You want to put Jalen Smith here? What do you mean? You want to put, you know, Devondre Campbell. Nobody wanted Devondre Campbell. We got Devondre Campbell. And at the beginning, I mean, we even talked about it on this, on this uh, podcast, right? We were like, Gosh, you know, the only dig we hear about him is, is he's no good in the run and he's no good in the coverage. So what, what are we doing? And then he comes here and he blows up. He blows and it's up. Analytics. It's analytics. And, and LaFleur has been very vocal about really leaning on analytics to find those gems that they've been finding out. And obviously they didn't get what they wanted out of Jalen Smith. Maybe he's not picking up on the defense, which is why they brought Marcellus in. And holy smokes, dude. I mean, we've got a GM that is going out and getting what we need, which either speaks to the fact that we're very concerned or they are very concerned about the health of Z um, and probably having him not come back for a while, whether they might have to just take him and put him on IR at some point, right? Or just, you know, where he doesn't come back because it was back surgery. And for anybody who's had back problems, you know, just out of nowhere, you can all of a sudden just bend over, pick up a, a piece of paper off the floor and you get stuck in that position. I mean, back injuries are, are real iffy. And I think they're going to, they're going to take care of him as much as they possibly can. So I right. love the fact that he goes out and gets these players when we need a man. It's phenomenal. And Makes so we're happy. sitting, we're sitting there watching Preston Smith not play. And I, right. I watched this, I watched this Garvin kid go walking in there and I'm thinking to myself, Oh, we're in some trouble here at, uh, at uh, outside linebacker. And uh, Garvin just bull rushes this guy and gets a sack. I'm like, what? Well, where are we finding these guys? Straight up power, <laughs> right? On power. And then uh, was awesome. uh, who was who? Who was the first? Uh, was it Yodem? Yadem? Yadem goes oh. out there for like two plays. Robinson catches two two in a row. Douglas goes out there, and Douglas lines up, and he's like, okay, you know, after two or three plays, he's like, this is how far I can be. He played really well. 
Yidem played the first series, got scored on, got benched. Douglas yeah. came in and did an amazing job. You know, when you look at, and the person that really stepped up that surprised me, and it wasn't like I was looking for him, but every time I saw him up on the screen, he was doing the no, no, no finger with the Matumbo wave. He was targeted, um, you know, I believe he was targeted three times. I'll have to look it up, but, you know, he did not allow a catch. Um, and he had a, a PBU. And he's, let me look at the grades here. So here he goes. So out, outside linebacker, Rashawn Gary was our best defensive player with an 87.4. And then we yeah. had Chandon Sullivan. There it is. That's what I was telling you. So Chandon Sullivan, Sullivan had he played a hell of a game. 74.5. I mean, this is all above. And then, of course, Kenny Clark. Who oh. I don't I don't know if we would not have won without Clark when Robinson was absolutely wide open, forty yards down the field on broken coverage, whatever the hell that oh, was. Yeah. There was nobody within twenty yards of him. The only reason that ball did not come out was because Kenny Clark was destroying fields and just was all oh. up in his face. It was beautiful. the beast from the east. That guy, uh, just a menace. And you know what's funny is is he played in the first half. I was watching him near the uh near halftime and then just when he came out at the beginning of the second half and i thought gosh is, is kenny hurt yep. he doesn't seem to be attacking as quick he doesn't seem to and then just when you start to not pay attention to him sack 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 like it was like what the heck yeah like it was phenomenal what, yeah. and is you know it, is our team that good or are the bears that bad i think the bears are bad Number one, (laughs) above us being good. I think the bears have an inflated sense of how good this team is. And anytime they get a quarterback and it's not, I'm not bashing Justin Fields, but they come in, they're in complete denial that they should be a team in rebuild mode and they're not. And they keep treating it as if they're a contender. And they've been doing this for the last three years, really. I mean, they've been doing it for a long time, but they've been doing it back when Jay Cutler was there. Yeah, it, it speaks more to them not being a very good team as opposed to us. But look, we have a sixth-ranked defense right now, man. So we have Ridiculous. a top-ten defense. Ridiculous. And that's without – that's without Jair. Zaire, without Zadarius, Jair. Yeah, and, we're at, and King. Like and King. As much as people don't like King, those were three – Day in, day out, impactful players for our defense, and we're still top ten. So, well, did you see King great. is practicing again? So, of course, D. Bach is he's out there. Yeah. I honestly, I I thought he was going to be ready week one. I'm glad they took their time. They were right. This is why they get paid the millions of dollars, and this is why I'm on a podcast. They were right. But D. Bach, we don't we don't wait. We're not going to make a million dollars on this thing. Oh. oh. <laughs> Only if Anchor changes its policy dramatically. If every listener gives us $100,000, we'd be millionaires. We'd have a million dollars. I don't know. Do we have 10 listeners? I don't know. I don't know, know, right? Let's see. My wife, your wife is two. Me and you is four. Those Hmm. are unique listeners. Yep. My daughter listens to us. Amy and Jeremy. Well, that's seven. Sometimes Andy. You can tell sometimes Andy, too. Yeah. Yeah. We, We pay attention we pay attention. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. It's time for mailbag. Mailbag. How about mailbag. that mailbag? Mailbag. Go get one your question. Mailbag. One question. That, one that's question. also that's also spelled uh, M 
ALE mailbag. Oh so, my God. So Goose. One question. Goose yeah, Braba. Goose. Braba? No. Goose, Goose on Twitter, Gooseman488 okay. on Twitter yeah. Yeah. asks, will this offense ever open back up like it did last year, or is it because of the O-line? Also, same question as to why it has been looking like a McCarthy offense, but with more running. What are your thoughts on that, man? You know, um, uh, Negler actually asked uh, Lafleur something similar to this, and Lafleur uh, reminded Negler that uh, you know they have different game plans for every team. Some teams they have to go five wide, and some teams they have to go jumbo package. Some teams they have to run this, that. With the banged up offensive line, trying to get cracks and chips on other, uh, you know, on Bosa and and uh, you know uh, all the other guys, they were uh, Mac and them. They were trying to uh, slow down. When you've got missing MBS, you don't have something that blows the top off. So the safety is now in the box. When you don't have the left tackle, Bakhtiari, when you've got uh, uh, Myers playing, you know, hurt, you've got a rookie at right guard. You've got a couple of guys kind of being moved around. An 80% Eldon Jenkins. An 80% Eldon Jenkins, right? You have to help those guys out. And ways to help those out is to go into 12 personnel, put in extra tight end, uh, to use the wide receivers uh, like Lazar and uh, Amari Rogers to go in there and do some blocking and run plays that would squeak somebody open. And that somebody is usually Devonte, or that somebody is usually, you know, Randall Cobb, that sort of thing. I think it's been a very small sample of the season. I think it's only been about a third of the way through. And I think that if this was spread out throughout the entire season, you wouldn't notice it as much. I do agree. We need to run the ball more. I think putting in maybe uh, DeGuara at fullback or something of that nature for another blocking back and keep pumping Aaron Jones is the way to go. But at the same time, there's teams you can run against and there's teams you can't. There's teams you can pass against and there's teams you can't, right? And, and you've got to find that middle ground. What do you do well versus what they do well? So I think this offense is going to open right back up, especially with MVS coming back. Suddenly that makes the safeties respect that speed. And all of a sudden we get all this room in the middle. And I think uh, with Bakhtiari coming back and securing up that left side, I think the, the holes are going to be open like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, you're not going to have to use that 12 personnel, which we used 29% of the time last year, like you said, to slow down those edge rushers, to just to give them a little bit of a push to set them off for that half a second before they go out. Using that 12 personnel, I think you're right, and bringing Bach back and being able to to shore up that that left side right is going to help quite a bit. I agree that having Bach back is going to help that offensive line immensely, and with our 12 personnel, we basically have an extra offensive lineman out there and that's going to help quite a bit with the run game. I agree. Yeah. Does it look more McCarthy-esque? Yes. There's a handful of times where you could be dang right. I am shouting at the TV. This is what we got rid of McCarthy for, right? Is those five wides and we go three and out after we start the second half. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, brother. I couldn't tell you what it is. We come out, we're just flat. I don't know. Maybe the, there's not enough caffeine in the Gatorade or, Maybe they put they drink sleepy time tea. I don't know. You, I I can't. I couldn't tell you what it is because then they go out the next series and they go five wide and I roll my eyes and they go click 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 touchdown and you go what the hell? It's it's been a little bit more. I think when what Goose 
sees is maybe what we're seeing where maybe the offense is a little bit more predictable this year than it was last year, but we've also been seeing it, right? So maybe we're, we're getting used to seeing this a little bit more now that it's been on tape and we've seen, you know, 32 games plus playoffs, plus what we've seen this year where maybe it just seems a little bit more predictable, but I agree. Um, you know, you, you see the motion man doing, they, they used Rogers, Amari Rogers on that one sixteen yard, you know, end around did phenomenal with that. But it seems like they have motion, but they're never handing it off to the motion, and it's just the same plays. So it looks the same. They're not doing the same off of those plays. Usually, you know, they, a lot of what um, they say about Lafleur is he'll throw away a play to set some play up for later on in the game. That's, I think, what we're missing, right? We're seeing the same plays, which is where it gets into McCarthy, where you're starting to almost make it like, okay, we know they're going to pass here. We know they're going to run. We know they're going to run. We know they're going to pass. We know they're going to pass. We know they're going to pass. We know, like you, you as a fan, as invested yeah. as you are and the way we are, you have a tendency to know what's coming. And that's what's McCarthy-esque, which is a little bit frustrating because it's always exciting to see what's going or not going on. Like that pass, that little pop pass uh, to Lazard, that's yeah. what I expect from LaFleur's offense where I was completely fooled on it, which means everybody was fucking fooled. You're watching it yeah. on TV and I'm following Aaron Jones and I saw he didn't have it. And then I looked at Aaron Rodgers to see if he snuck it. No. And Lazard was already in the end zone. That's what we're used to from LaFleur that we're not seeing a lot of. And I think it's doing those, whether that play was set up by something else that they set up before, right. That they knew was going to come, which is why it was so successful is, is what we need to see a lot more of and why it seems like it's more like McCarthy's offense. Hundred percent. Yeah. Mailbag. Mailbag. How about that? Mailbag. About that. Mailbag. M a l e b a g t e s t i l e s. No, just mailbag. Okay. Not testicles. <laughs> no. No. Why do you got to go to the testicles? I don't know, man. All right. All right. <laughs> This is JJ Leahy from Northern Michigan, and you're listening to Packers Without Borders with Matt and Bruce. You know, if you like the Packers Without Borders with uh, me, Matt, and of course my good buddy Bruce in El Paso, and uh, the stuff that we, the content that we do, and some of the jokes and hilarious stuff, do us a favor hit that like button, hit that retweet button, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget, you can go on to Anchor, there's a uh, subscription. You could also uh, uh, help pay to sponsor, keep the show going. You can do iTunes. You can do Spotify. We're on every platform you can possibly imagine, but really iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. If you guys can go in there and subscribe, retweet, help us out. That would be fantastic. You can follow Matt at LarsonMatt2 on Twitter, and you can follow me at Bruce Edmonds on Twitter as well. We love you guys. Really appreciate the support. Peace. Go Pack Go. I'm Alex Brown from the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders. Anyways, you know what? Bears went down. Packers victorious. It's going to be a great week. We got the Washington football team coming in. The Washington football team. You've had two years now to think about this, and you've got no name. So you know what? We've got the top 10 Washington football names. Brrr.
Top 10, it might be 12. Names for the Washington football team. All right. Number one, the Washington not quite yet. Maybe. <laughs> we'll we'll put that on oh, the maybe pile. The that's maybe the maybe pile. pile. Yeah, we'll put that over on the. What maybe would their pile. logo be? It would just be some guy shrugging. Eh, just shrugging. The quite. little eh. emoji with the guy shrugging his hands <laughs> yeah. up in the air. Just eh, not quite yet. We're, we're almost got, there. I've okay. just got the number 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 two. number two. I've got the what the fucks. What the fucks? Because you see that when you see the WFT, that's the first thing I see every time is. Is what fucking the no wait dyslexia? Yes, what the fucks? It's, so it's the what the fucks. We'll put okay. that on the maybe pile. We'll put that on the maybe pile. What the fucks? Okay, number three, the little tiny bubbles. What the fuck? Well, you're not afraid of little tiny bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington tiny bubbles. Little tiny bubbles. Little tiny gut bubbles. Bubble bubble bubble. Don Ho. Bubble, bubble, Think about guppies. the production. Think about the production. Don Ho could be there at the opening of Tiny Bubbles in the Wide. Oh right? God. You Come are on. aging yourself, sir. I have got number four. Washington. Number four is the Washington Swamp. <laughs> ah, you got to drain the swamp. <laughs> you got to drain the swamp. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that one. Okay. I've got. Oh my God! What did I write here? Okay, I've got Herschel Light. I've got the Washington Herschel Light and Tushman Law Firm. They got that whole, uh, you know, the indictment of Schneider and everything. So I assume a law firm would end up owning them, and it would be Herschel Light and Tushman. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Herschel Light and Tushman. The Her the Herschel Light and Tushman. H L T, H L T for short. H L T. <laughs> <laughs> number, number, six. number six I have got in honor of Mr. Gruden and the emails oh. that came from Washington I have got the Washington whistleblowers <laughs> the wall oh, actually you know what that's not too bad I like that one that one's on the probably whistleblowers okay can you imagine getting that tattoo just make sure they put the whistle there first Okay, number it's seven. Kazoo. It's a kazoo. Number it's seven. Be, it's going to be two kazoos on the helmet. Two kazoos. <laughs> <laughs> number seven, the Rough Riders. That, that's actually a good name. I know. I, I went legit for one. I figured, you yeah. know, in the CFL, we have two teams named the Rough Riders, so you guys should have one. That one's that one's legit, actually. I like we might that. actually put that one on the list. Okay. I've got number eight. The Schneider Spiders. The Schneider Spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I am definitely high enough for this. Okay. Number nine. Nine. Number nine. 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 I'll be your nine. I've got the Washington tacos. Because they're full of imitation beef? <laughs> I just, I just tacos. I like tacos. Tacos would be a good name. Think about all the merchandise. Everybody could get those 
you know, the helmet, the the big sombreros that are made oh, of yeah. cheese, and you can like eat. the dip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you could eat like that. That'd be great. Yeah. I are you love kidding it. Me, I love it. I think maybe we could they could trade for uh, Aaron Jones and get the nice sombrero. Get the nice sombrero or something. The tacos. It was either that or the lawbreakers. Number ten. Number ten <laughs> is the non-vaccinated. The non-vaccinated, the COVID positive, the COVID positive. I, I just I can't. I had for those of you that were counting at home, this would be number eleven. I had yeah. the fluffy, the the fluffy kitties. The fluffy kitties. Oh. Oh no! Wait, that's touching. That's touching titties. Oh, that's touching titties. Oh, that that's what oh, I like. I yeah. like touching titties better. That's uh, in honor of uh, Schneider. You know, that's uh, one of the Washington mottos there. You would think that that was uh, uh, Vegas's motto, eh? But Gruden proved that one to be crap. Apparently what happens in Vegas comes out in an email a few years later. But what happens in Washington stays in Washington. They can't find a dang thing on the Schneider guy, even though there's there's dozens and dozens of people who will swear to it. Wow. Wow. You know, it, maybe they should change their motto to, if Gruden worked in Washington, he'd still be here. Yeah. He'd be reelected. <laughs> All right. I've got one more. All right. I've got the Washington insurgents. The insurgents. Okay. That's actually not too bad. I like that one too. That was a good one. Let's put that up there with the rough riders and we'll send those in. We'll send those via uh, email, via uh, the electronic yes. mail. Yeah. Washington yep. mottos. Nothing leaks here. No, <laughs> except the defense. We were going to call ourselves the Clarence Thomases, but too far. Okay. No? Okay. Washington. Washington, where harass is two words. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like that one. Where harass Matt, is two words. Okay. You know what, buddy? You must be butter. I must be butter? Yeah, because you're on a roll. Oh, ham and cheese, baby. On a roll. Oh. The Clarence Thomases. Oh my God! All right, let's not let's that, move on. Let's let's move on. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's time to. That's upside down. The meter is like below the little line <laughs> yeah. on that one. Uh, we need a laugh track. <laughs> okay. All right. So we've got Washington this week. What do you think? What do you think? We got a few minutes here. What do you think? I was a little bit worried about the defense coming into this year with Washington when I saw them on the schedule. They are not. They're not living up to potential. Um, they lost a lot losing Fitzmagic, man. I think it would have been a completely different team with Fitzmagic on here. Heineke is a serviceable backup, but that's what he is. Um, I'll get into, I, I've been doing a lot of research in terms of where I expect we're going to be able to exploit them, but this is one where I think it's going to be a blowout, man. I don't think it's going to be close. Gibson has a somewhat high ankle sprain, so we're probably going to see a lot of McKissick, which is not a pounding back. He's a catching back um, that they're going to rely on quite a bit. So McKissick is going to have a good game, obviously, you know, even though we've been very good against the run. But I do I expect something very similar to the Bears where we're going to stop the run and let Heineke try to beat us. And I don't think they're going to be able to. And I think we're, this is, this game's not going to be close, man. Not at all. Okay. That's what do my you think? thought. What do you think? 34, 17, 34, 14, maybe right around there. I don't think they're going to be able to score on this, man. Washington, 17. 
Yep. Okay. I I think it's going to be completely different. I think because I've been so accurate lately. Yeah. <laughs> just like just like your funny meter, it's been upside oh. down. If you flip the scores, I'm going to say Green Bay 28, Washington 24. Wow. So you think it's going to be close. You think how are they going to score on us? Uh, I think they're going to uh, run the ball on us and that they've got a, they've got a couple of wide receivers. Uh, I think uh, they've got a couple of wide receivers that are really good that uh, like to break out. What's that one kid's name? He catches uh, about 25 bloody passes every game for crying out loud. McLaurin's hurt. He, well, he's not a hundred percent. He's, he popped up on the injury report and I believe it's a hammy. So hammies and wide receivers. I, I don't know. You know, Logan Thomas is out. They don't, they don't, I don't think so, man. I don't think they have the weapons to be able to score 24 on us. The bears as shitty as they are. Um, wide receiver core is better than Washington's at this point. Terry McLaurin is phenomenal. He's no better than Allen Robinson. Um, but if we do our job, I just don't expect them to score that many points. I think the offense goes out there and sputter, 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 sputters. I think they're just like my old chainsaw. Takes forever to get it started. Once it gets going, it'll tear everything down. But sometimes you gotta get it pull and pull and pull and pull a few times. There's a handful of times too. You gotta admit, you you see Rogers out there and they call a play or something, and then you see him check, 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 check. And I understand he's running at these high levels and that he's playing at an MVP level and he is super smart and way smarter than most people. But you got to wonder how much is this is him changing it because he feels something, you know, he's seeing ghosts in the, in the backfield or something. And he's thinking, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't do that. You'd well, really he stepped like to in the be... pressure. That's what I was telling you. He stepped into that sack that they credited yeah. to Eldon Jenkins. He stepped into the pressure. He didn't step away from the pressure, but I don't, I think this is the game where we score a touchdown on our opening drive. And do you think uh, Jenkins or Debach is playing? No. I don't think so. I think they're going to hold him out one more game because we've got Arizona on the docket. We've got Kansas City. We've got teams that we are – I mean, we're going into a gauntlet here pretty quick, man. I think we're going to hold Arizona's him out probably another tough. game. Yep, and we're going Arizona's to have to have him in tough. there. That defensive I mean, line is awesome. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to be able to limit some of what Arizona can do. Like, we're not going to get blown out like they did against Cleveland there. At the same time, there's a handful of calls. That never should have happened Same in thing. that game. Yep. Yep. Terrible, terrible. Cleveland was put far, far back because of the referees. But uh, I think, uh, I think you know what? Uh, Arizona might be the game. If they're undefe- if Arizona is undefeated when they come to when we meet, we'll we'll give them their first loss. If they lose one before then, they're going to give us another loss. I think. Well, we're they're playing Houston this week, so I don't think they're going to lose that one. You never know. It's always teams like that. Remember Miami would, uh, you know, Jacksonville. Oh, and 13. And then they would meet, you know, Brady or somebody who was just on a steamroll. And for some reason they couldn't get the offense going or it would start to rain and dolphins do good in the rain. Right. Yeah. That's So, yeah. <laughs> oh, they do good with water. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. We'll see what happens, man. I, it's, I just, I think they're going to start off a lot better. If we do get Debach back and, you know, the offensive line is makeshifted as it's been, we're, 
we're far enough in the season where they're starting to get some chemistry. We're going to lean on the run game early. I do believe that in this first one. And I, I genuinely believe that we're going to turn around and it's going to be, it's not going to be inside the 20 with the touchdown because there's something that we need to do inside that 20. We're still allowing way too many points in the red zone and not scoring enough in the red zone. But I have a feeling it's going to be like a 20 or 30 yard pass to somebody to score a touchdown, but we're going to you know, run, 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 play action, bang, score about two and a half, three minutes. It's going to take us to get in there. And I have a feeling that we're going to, we're going to, we're going to see a lot of what we saw last year with them starting with this game. And this, everything has been a tune up to this point because they're mentally prepared, which is something I like about this team. I love their attitude. Um, and the defense is dictating it, right? I mean, the defense is really pushing the offensive attitude as well. And I'm excited to see what we do. I want to see a blowout. I genuinely do. I want to see them go out there and beat the shit out of somebody. I think Washington is going to be our punching bag and it's, we're going to keep everybody healthy um, going into this gauntlet that we've got these next three games after, after this game. Well, I hope you're right, buddy. I hope you're right. This has always been a pleasure. Always uh, a joy to do Thursday edition of our Wednesday podcast. When I lean forward in the shadows like this, it looks like I don't have any teeth here. Well, when I lean in, I open up and out. I really don't have any teeth. Because oh, my goodness. That's, that's I've, us I've old got, guys. I've got four holes in my mouth because of fucking rugby, and I just it's too expensive to put teeth back in, so I just chew with my one molar. I always I always say I, chewing's overrated. <laughs> just <laughs> just unhinge the jaw. We're almost old enough to start having insurers anyway, dude, to to take our protein. Right. Okay. Washington Saturday podcast. We'll be bashing on Washington and making some more predictions. Love it. Talk to you soon, buddy. Love you, man. Love you too. Peace. This has been Packers without borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other and go pack. Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. Flavor to it. It's good. It's got a mint flavor to it. It's really good. It's from, oh it's from the makers of Tweed. God, God, fuck. Look, oh, oh, (laughs) oh.